Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012, and it is now the 10th day of September 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from inside a Vons supermarket in Pasadena, California, just down Orange Grove Avenue from the historic Rose Bowl. You know, I'm in one of those times where it's late in the day, uh, and there are things that are not in my house, and I am doing the late night grocery run, which I have to say is uh, something I don't mind doing. I, I, I suspect there are people who, who mind doing it. Your pal Sully is not one of them. Because, first of all, there's no real pressure late at night. When If you go to, like, say, the Trader Joe's that's in my town here, and the Trader Joe's on Sunday looks like the last helicopter out of Saigon. It's just anarchy. I've seen five people die just just going to the samples to get the macaroni and cheese mixed with the chili. You know, some some the wine crashes on the ground, two people pick up broken bottles, two members of the same PTA are trying to stab each other in the neck to death. I mean, that's what it's like. Because it's craziness. I don't know why. But here it is. It's, it's a, a Friday night here in Pasadena, in my Vons, picking up stuff. What do we need? We need milk. We need grapefruit juice and orange juice. We need a couple other things for breakfast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Your pal Sully, because that's what, that's what I'm called around my house. Your pal Sully is going to pick it up. And just pick it up and stroll. Uh, I'm in the, uh, I was in the produce section before, getting my oranges. Your pal Sully loves to eat oranges. Uh, but your pal Sully likes to eat oranges because I'm desperately trying to not eat things that are too sweet. So when I get like a sugar craving, I, I go try to grab a uh, uh, fruit instead. Because, yeah, I want to live. I want to live. I want to live for a while. I want to keep doing I want to keep doing the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast and look up and say, man, is it really? Have I really been doing this for years? Yeah. It's been damn years. Um, let's talk about a couple things. So there's a couple things that are, are really making me happy. And there's a couple things that are really getting me nervous right now. Uh, first and foremost... Um, there's something that could be happening in baseball that is, on the one hand, you know, possibly exciting, possibly will get a nice little spike in TV ratings and everything like that come October, but man, oh man, is it going to get people angry if it does happen. Um, last, uh, last week, I was looking at the fact that the, the Yankees and the Toronto Blue Jays were playing each other, and I was in a little bit of a conflict, a little bit of a, uh, shall we say, a kerfuffle, in that, <clears throat> pardon me, I wanted to see the Blue Jays lose, because that would be good for the Red Sox. I want to, you see, there are certain things, there's, your pal Sully is a binary guy when it comes 
to baseball in many ways. I want to see the Red Sox do well. I want to see the Red Sox make it back to the World Series. That's what I want to see. And so it would help the Red Sox, it would behoove the Red Sox to make the playoffs not as a wildcard team, but as the division winner. So when the Yankees, the also-ran Yankees, the fallen-out-of-the-playoffs Yankees, the team that basically dumped their players at the trade deadline. By the way, I am walking past, like, open freezers and everything like that. So, yeah, yeah, you may hear a hum in the background. You perfectionist guy. I think the treble's not good on your podcast. Shut up. I'm walking around Vons. But the Yankees, who are out of it, and it's done, and forget all about it, were playing the Blue Jays. I said, hey, if the Yankees swept the Blue Jays, that will essentially put the Red Sox in the first place. So, yeah. And I tweeted out, so should I be rooting for the Yankees or should I be rooting for the Blue Jays? And, and while I was happy that the Blue Jays got swept, there is that little bit of, wait a minute, hold on. I, I don't want to see the Yankees back in it. Now, as it happened, the Red Sox won the games that they needed to win. And now they're in first place all by themselves. And for those of you saying, you know, who complain about me talking too much about the Red Sox and Giants as I've had that complaint, first of all, it's my podcast. I can talk about whatever the hell I want to. And I will remind you that when the Giants played the Red Sox, I talked about the Diamondbacks. So I can talk a little bit about the first place Red Sox right now. So get off my back, anyone saying that I'm biased. Of course I'm biased. But I was a little worried. I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. As nice as it is to climb into first, do we really want the Yankees back in? Can I deal with that psychologically? Can I deal with seeing the Yankees be a contender? Well, the good news happened first. The first things first is the Red Sox have to take care of business. And they got in the first place by themselves. The magic number became 23 in honor of oil can Boyd. Think, oh, look at this. Look at this. Red Sox in first. We can actually say, when, you know, it's not absurd to talk about magic numbers when you are in mid-September. Okay. And so the Red Sox come on and they go to Toronto in first place in a, what I mentioned the other day, is a gigantic series because these are the games that you cannot get back. These are the head-to-head games where you can chop two off the magic number, where you could push people away, be at arm's reach, and I'm just passing something in a freezer called a Bubba Burger. Good God. A Bubba Burger. I have a feeling if you bite into that, you instantly get a heart attack. Underneath it is a veggie Bubba Burger, which is a contradiction in terms. So, the Red Sox go up, and like every Red Sox fan, there's a little part of me going like, oh man, you know, if they win, that's great, but oh man, there's a real possibility they could get clobbered. There's a real possibility they can get clobbered. And what happened? It was a good old-fashioned ass-whooping is what it was. Rick Porcello. Rick Porcello is the first 20-game winner for the Red Sox since Josh Beckett won 20 games for the 2007 World Champion team. 
I bet you wouldn't have gotten that trivia question, right? And if we went into this season and say, hey, do you know what? The Red Sox are going to have a guy who won uh, 20 damn games for him. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you wouldn't think, like, oh, I bet it's Porcello. Last year, we were going to take Porcello back to the barn and, and, and have him be shot and send him to the glue factory. This year, he's the 20-game winner. But you know, silly, 20 wins. Shut up. All right? Because at this point, I'm binary. I want him to get wins. And if he gets 20 of them, that means that's, well, you know, one-fifth of the way to that 100-win season. I'll take 20 wins from Rick Porcello any way, shape, or form, and he's pitched damn well. And the bats. The Red Sox bats. I mean, Hanley Ramirez is hit, and Bogarts is hit, and uh, uh, Pedroia's got six more hits since I started this podcast, and the game isn't even going on. And with that, I mean, that is a put the Blue Jays on their heels, because that means that even if the Blue Jays win the next two games 25 to nothing and both games are perfect games the Red Sox are going to still leave Toronto tied for first if everything goes wrong put them on their heels now all you're asking the Red Sox to do is hey, split the next two games and you're going into what, the 12th, 13th of September still in first place by yourself dude, let's see a show of hands to say how many thought this was going to happen when the Red Sox were starting to spiral and sputter for a while. It's coming together, and we all know what this American League is about. This American League is not about, hey, who's the best team? Let's analyze this team all together. No. It's about get into the dance, because there is no elite team. There is no squad that you look at as heads and shoulders. There is no Cubs or even the Nationals. The Cubs and the Nationals are the two teams in the National League that I look at right now and go, man, they're really, they're the scariest teams of all. You know, the Dodgers and whatever combination of Cardinals, Mets, or Giants are going to be the wild card. They all could have a spectacular uh, October and stun everyone, but I would be really stunned if a team other than the Cubs or the Nationals are in the World Series. In the American League, it's, well, they they got hot at the right time. And it's not out of the ordinary, it's not out of the question to look at the Red Sox and say, wait, what if David Price has two good starts and they get a good start out of Porcello, Pomerantz, and, and, uh, and you know, one day the bats just go bananas. That's not outlandish. Get in. All it's going to take is, hey, they got hot for two weeks. And so there is that sensation for the Red Sox. Is, hey, especially get in as a division winner because you don't have to burn your ace in a one-game playoff. But, yeah. But on the other side of that coin, where I've made it clear that is if you get in, wild card team, division winner, it will be five teams with basically an even chance to win the American League pennant. And that's why the Yankees scare the hell out of me. You know, the Yankees right now, as I'm recording this, walking down this aisle and avoiding Bubba Burgers, I can tell you right now, the Yankees are a game behind Baltimore and Detroit. This is, they could be a 
playoff team by, I don't know, tomorrow. They could, I mean, it's, it's not an outlandish scenario that that can happen. And they'll do it with that horrible sensation of, you know, from Red Sox fan horrible sensation of having nothing to lose. The Yankees have nothing to lose, and they're not the big, bad, expensive Yankees. A-Rod's gone. They've traded away the domestic abuser, uh, uh, Aroldis Chapman. They've traded away, you know, Miller and Beltran, and they and they almost trade, you know, they almost didn't. They they were trying to shop other people. Ivan Nova's pitched great for Pittsburgh, and young kids, the Sanchez's and the judges and all those guys who've come up. I mean, Sanchez has been incredible, and. There's a spark to them. There's life to them. If they weren't the Yankees, I'd say they were a likable, fun, energetic team. And something that, as a Sox fan, was something I hoped that the Yankees would never figure out. That fans are going to embrace that young, hungry kid just trying a hell of a lot more than any big superstar that they import. Well, that they... they we're backed into a corner. They decided to do it. And now it's not happening in 2017. It's happening the weeks after the, the, the dumping of the salaries and saying, you know, toodaloo to Alex Rodriguez. And now I, there is a real, not outlandish scenario that has the New York Yankees, after dumping salaries that they could win the American League pennant. And just as I said this, I'm back in the produce aisle, and there, there's these little sprinklers that spray your food because you say, hey, do you know how I like my corn? Drenched. I like my food drenched. Never got that, never got the little sprinklers. Picked up three pretty good oranges here. The Yankees can win the American League pennant. And it's not a crazy scenario. It's not even something outlandish. They play two games better than Baltimore and Detroit the rest of the way. They win two more games the rest of the season than two teams that have been sporadic, Detroit and Baltimore. And then they face a Blue Jays team that's tight. They win that. They face the Indians with nothing to lose. They beat them. And then comes that nightmare of nightmares a Red Sox-Yankees ALCS. Oh, what do we have to lose? Loose, no pressure on them. And next thing you know, the Yankees have won the pennant. That is not a crazy scenario. That is no less crazy than the Kansas City Royals winning the 2014 pennant. Or hell, the Red Sox winning the 2013 World Series uh, one year after the Bobby Valentine fiasco and a, a year and a half after the great collapse of 2011. It's, it's, no, it's not outlandish. I don't want to say it's plausible, because a lot of things have to go right. The Yankees are on a great roll right now, and all year they've had, you know, they've had great rolls, and then they've had slumps, and it just takes one minor, it's the time of the year where one minor slump will basically derail the season, but the Orioles are more than capable on going on a, on a major slump.
as is Texas, as is Toronto, hell, as is Boston for that matter. I'm not ready to see the Yankees be good again. Part of me understands the value of having a good Yankee team and a value of a Red Sox-Yankee rivalry with new blood in it. It's not the same players. In fact, once David Ortiz retires, that will mean that every player from the 2004 ALCS will have been gone from the Red Sox and Yankees. That That's an end of an era. And so there would be a new faces and a new era with the two teams. I'm not ready for that yet. I still want to look up and be able to point and laugh at Yankee fans and say, yeah, you've missed the playoffs three out of the last four years when my team's won a World Series and won another division and blah, 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 blah. I want to do that because I'm a jerk. I said it. I'm a Red Sox fan. We're jerks. We're not likable. And I realized something. If there is a chance for the Red Sox and Yankees to face off in this postseason, which is something I was not prepared, I had not prepared my body for this, I ask you all, who would be more obnoxious at a pennant? The Red Sox fans or Yankee fans? Oh, we'll both be insufferable. It'll be awful, and I'm, I can't participate in this because I have an obvious dog in this fight. But for everyone else, you know, remember this, Sox fans, and remember it well. They hate us, and by they, I mean the other 28 fan bases. I mean, we know the Yankee fan bases hate us, but everyone hates us too. No one's rooting for us. There's no, oh, there's a curse you got to lift. There's no Boston strong and feeling good after the marathon. Nothing. If the Red Sox win the pen, the uh, uh, division this year, make no mistake, we're the bad guys. We're the one that everyone wants to see eat it. And if the Yankees are in it, are the Red Sox more obnoxious than the Yankees? Because the Yankees are going to be a majority of a bunch of young kids. And also, for those of you out there, just answer me on Twitter. Who would you want to see win less? The Red Sox and the Yan- or the Yankees. And of course it will be because of the fans. And which one of us is the most obnoxious of them all? Let me know via Twitter. So, this is great things happening. The magic number is down to 21. A la Roger Clemens 21. But, holy cow. I'm not ready for Red Sox-Yankees again. I'm not prepared. I don't have the good China out. I'm not ready for it. Let me know via Twitter which side of this uh, rivalry you would find the most obnoxious. And would be. And just ask yourself, picture it in your mind. Red Sox and their fans celebrating a pennant. Yankees and their fans celebrating a pennant. Which makes you cringe more? And tell me that on Twitter at Sully Baseball. Go to MLBReports.com to see the up-to-date listings of who owns baseball. You can go to SullyBaseball.com. You can like me on Facebook, subscribe at iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. Avoiding the Bubba Burgers and picking up some oranges. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast. I don't know what the quality of this recording is going to be. You know, at this point, hell, I don't really care. 
we went grocery shopping together from the aisles of Vons in Pasadena, California, down the street from the historic Rose Bowl. This has been the Southern Baseball Daily Podcast for the 10th day of September 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please, yeah, buy some oranges and bubble burgers. Feel free to sponsor me, and you can call me Sullivan.